Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Presented by OfferPad. I'm Freddie Kraft. It is now the year 2050, and the Texas Cup race has finally ended. We are all back to talk about our exciting missed delay, Kyle Busch beating his teammate and denying him a spot in the championship four, and the drama from the Xfinity Series and truck races. Let's go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Play. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm uh, TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 Cup car. Uh, the 99 truck, and uh, we don't have any special intro. Jason was rushed for time this week. Truck the rain, by the way. <laughs> the rain trucked us. <laughs> totally the trucked us. The trucked us. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer in the Cup Series. I have uh, pretty much retired from the truck in Xfinity days. What's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace for both laps we got to run yesterday after the <laughs> rain delay. I felt uh, bad for you for a minute. <laughs> That was unbelievable. I led for 72 hours, and you were, like, out there for 72 seconds. <laughs> I know. That might be the longest somebody's ever led a race. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then lost. We st- yeah. Yeah. We, we st- don't have a um, pretty co-host this week. Just Jason in there. Yeah. Uh, Where is Hannah? Hannah is uh, – she's off today, I guess. Um, I guess, <laughs> I guess you know, according to, according to some – Pictures that are floating around. She might have been up a little later than she, she got, intended to be. She got what we like to call the lollipop flu. You know, it's just. Well, let's, uh, let's see if we can go on Twitter and get hungover Hannah tweet uh, trending. Hungover, <laughs> hungover Hannah. Hungover I bet we can Hannah. when this starts. Which, I'm just gonna take a picture of the empty headset. Yeah. It must have been a Halloween party too, because she was dressed up and stuff. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, we got. We were actually invited, and. Uh, well, you had plenty of time to go. <laughs> yeah, I should have made it. If <laughs> Bubba just would have had his own plan, we could have been fine. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, it was a it was a white trash Halloween bash, I believe is what it was called, mm. and uh, maybe it maybe it contributed a little bit to the fact that Hannah's not feeling well this morning. Yeah, I wonder uh, if if hungover Hannah will work. Oh, we're gonna get her. We're right. gonna yeah. try it right now. We need to try it. But uh, you know, we're also normally we have um, Matthew Doner sitting over here, but he's out of the, he had all week to plan accordingly too but it's a thursday people have other things to do apparently he's in a field somewhere looking at a deer track thinking it's a front stretch oh so, look a weed this is where I the know. flag stand used yeah, to the be the flagman was right here i think according to the pictures that i saw <laughs> on the internet now that's turn three that's probably what he's doing an anthill and then he's gonna go pick out the vest he's gonna wear the flannel vest he's gonna wear for the show so I just miss I miss Dillner's old uh, green puffy jacket. There was a, there he used oh. to have this big puffy green jacket. He looks like a puffy. And jacket. And then he was yeah. like the um you know he was like the cameraman on Pit Road for like NASCAR.com. So every fight that happened on Pit Road, it'd be like these two guys fighting <laughs> in a puffy big jacket son of a with a big green I, puffy jacket. You know, he was pretty good at being in them in them like <laughs> finding them times. He was pretty good at it. But yeah, he's uh might he tweet. might need that puffy jacket today if he's somewhere where this rain's hitting. So my damn tweet won't go through. Why would you bring the rain? This isn't not. I would have rather had this. No kidding. I would have rather had this because then we wouldn't have sat around and messed with it for long. You know, this is the sideways rain, so this is uh, this is way better than the misting and thinking it. All the mist did was think every give everybody thought that we had a chance because it would quit for ten minutes or something. Be like, oh yeah, we're gonna drive the front stretch in thirty nine degree weather. There'd be no, uh, there'd okay. be nothing on the radar. Like you'd be like, oh, it's, radar's clear. But my favorite part was, yeah, we got a window coming. How do you even see the window when you can't even see this <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff? <laughs> um, but yeah, look, they probably. I didn't look at the show sheet, Jason, but that uh, sitting around. I mean, I know it sucked, but was probably better than going back today, and then jumbling a lot of things up with the schedule. You know, moving moving races around, and uh, you know, we got the race in. Pretty much as early as we could, so maybe they could have ran the truck race afterwards. That'd have been ideal because then I would have just had pepper well, cover. We my talk truck. about <laughs> we talk about this a lot on here start times, and the fact of the matter is, if we would have started at one o'clock Eastern like we normally do, we would have been done yeah. or at least by halfway, and we've been in the hell out of there. You always give yourself a better percentage chance to finish the race when you start earlier. I mean, it, there's. Yeah. It's always a higher percentage. You have more daylight. I don't understand the reasoning why there wasn't a, a truck Xfinity doubleheader Saturday and the cup race start at noon on Sunday, and we're home instead of being yeah. there for five days. Well, we can probably arrange a meeting with some TV people if you want yeah, I'm <laughs> to get your answer. Here. <laughs> it is what it is, but, you know, we got the race in. Brett got to lead some laps. We'll talk about his 13-lane uh, block down the back stretching a little bit. So let's talk about Clint. So Clint is <laughs> I in, bet he was exciting. Clint is at the racetrack in his motorhome and he texts me, Where where are you at? How's the track look? <laughs> I'm like, Clint, I'm in my hotel room. I'm not at the track. And my hotel was right across the street, so I was able to tell Dang, that's pretty the cool. window. So I'm like, I'm not there. Fifteen minutes later. Hey, how's it look, man? Is it any better over there? <laughs> you like, got the same view he does. He's at a better view. You're at the track and you're asking me what the track looks like. You should be asking him. Yes. Yeah. You should be asking him, Clint, peek your head out of your motorhome and tell me what turn three looks like or turn four. Because he tweeted a couple pictures. Or, hey, it's still shiny over there. Well, so, why so, couldn't you do that? So then even back up a day, 
So it's Monday, right? And and we kind of think we got a chance. You know, like you said, it'll mist. It'll stop misting. Yeah. So I looked at Freddie, and I'm like, dude, it stopped misting. I'm like, well, there's a chance we're going to run this race. And it's freezing cold. Mm-hmm. The, the wind chill was below 32. And I was like, I don't have enough clothes. I, I cause, But when I looked at my weather app, which clearly sucks, the weather.com weather app, by the way, uh, it said 75 and sunny for race day. It didn't mention a hint I of know. a cloud. It didn't mention a hint of being cold. It didn't mention a hint of being wet. So I'm like, Freddie, I got problems. Like I got, uh, first of all, I'm out of clothes anyway, but I was like, I don't have anything warm. So we go to Cabela's and we literally walk in Cabela's TJ and it had been stopped misting for 10 seconds. And my crew chief, I'm sorry, my lead engineer, Cook, he texts me, tracks half dry. I'm like, there's no freaking way. So Freddie and I hurry through Cabela's. I grab club, gloves. I grab the, the long john stuff. And I get back to the track. Dude, there ain't even a half a lane around this place dry. And I'm like, Cook, kinda... what are you looking at? Well, I never left the lounge. I just heard it was half dry. Who told him that? I don't know. These people in their sources. I, my long johns, though, so I walk in, and I'm like, man, I feel like <laughs> I'm an XL. So I grab extra large pants, and then I grab extra large shirt. My extra large pants. Too I'm big. not. I'm not lying to you. They would have fit Delner. Yeah. My, my extra large. My extra large shirt. Way too little. <laughs> I bought larges, and man, I you'd have thought I was, you know, Jason's height. It was like, damn, man, and they weren't even that tight on me either. I was. Like, my my shirt was so tight. I felt like I had on a wetsuit. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. How about that when you put them small draws on? Where they had that feel? So, man, I walk into the freaking Nike store after another rain out day. And I'm like, I'm out of underwear. So I, I go over to where the under underwear at, and they're hanging up. They're not like folded. So of course the pit crew guys are over there, and they're all six foot nine, four hundred pounds. I can't even get in there, right? And I'm like, hey, give me give me an extra large. So the guy looks, gives me an extra large, grabs another one, extra large. I look at the pair that doesn't have the tag on it that says extra large, you know, the hanger tag. So I'm like, this one's an extra large. This hanger says extra large. I told him I wanted an extra large. He looked at them. We're good. I get back to my hotel. TJ, <laughs> I got a pair of underwear that wouldn't fit Bodie. I mean, that's, if, if they would fit a 50-pound person, I would be surprised. Hmm. So, so I ended up with uh, – I ran scuffs for, oh, for no. the last day. Stickers on Tuesday. Scuffs Did you on try Wednesday. them on? I couldn't. <laughs> try him on. He did try him on to find out. Hey, my name is Brett. I'll be spotting today. <laughs> oh my goodness! What it, a what a week. You know what? I, we always get the text. It must be something that's programmed into there, knowing that it's pouring or it did pour and it's still not even close. Hey, what's the track look like? I at some point I hope they think that I have enough common sense to not go up there yet. Yeah, you know, it's not like it. Oh, it quit. I go right to the roof. It's thirty nine degrees out. I'm not going to the roof until I know it's. Yeah. You know, we get messages from we get we get. Um, you know, if we're not already up on the roof when it starts raining, we we normally don't go until we know the track is you know on the way to being dry. It doesn't make any sense to do that. And the engines are fired. <laughs> <laughs> and NASCAR is pretty good about giving you a time. Like we had plenty of time when they told us what time they were aiming for and they they hit it on the head with the time. Yeah. Um we had 3 hours to go up there and get ready, but you know, obviously if you're already up there and it starts raining and you don't you don't really it's a quick shower, you don't venture too far, but yeah, other than that, um we're not going to be up there until it's 
almost you know an hour before the race getting ready. Yeah, there's think, no reason to be. I think my guys know that. I don't get that text. They know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys saw this over the weekend, but but our producer Jason Schultz is now a, a marketing social media genius. I am. Did, did you see his critique of the truck series? No. I'm just going to read a tweet. It says, the emotion of these NASCAR trucks drivers is unreal today. It shows how much it means to them. That's how the series should be promoted. Hard racing and hot tempers. Would love to see NASCARs take the marketing of this series in that direction. The NASCAR trucks account should push all this angry radio content. Couple that with videos of these incidents. Set up the drama and let the viewers roll in. I don't know if Is that what Jay- I sound like. I don't know if Jason should write for Penthouse a- or you should record for Penthouse. I'm not sure which one this is. <laughs> Jason is he's coming into his own. He wants identity in our in our space. I'm proud he's of him. He's got identity. I think these things I just don't tweet them. Well, you did you what's that that I wasn't going to watch the truck race at all cuz truck what's race that chick is drink not you what? drink Jason? None. This is his last tweet on this What's thread. that beer he drinks? The White Claw. Yeah, did you smash a White Claw on your head when after you wrote that? Exactly. Here, here's his last tweet on this thread. This series consistently puts on an entertaining show, but it lacks the compelling young personalities it had in years past. Time to pivot the series image and place it emphasis on drama it delivers. Oh, <laughs> and bring it on Martinsville. This guy is bringing it on social media, people. Uh-huh. I might not even go. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> this is all thanks to go. TJ, though, because he really made yeah. me. Are you not entertained? Where's We're going to talk gladiator? about a little bit, though. Where's that gladiator? So Jason <laughs> Jason goes from intern Jason to producer Jason to has his own podcast, Jason. And no, now, he's, now he's a social media mogul. Mike Davis. He wants your job, your job yeah, Mike job, Davis. Davis. <laughs> There's no <laughs> chance we can afford this guy next year. We can't keep him. He's too talented. No, it's too big for the, us. Yeah. Can't afford Freddie next year either. The redheaded, <laughs> the redhead podcast or whatever it is, is. Did your tweet go through? Mine won't go through. Yeah, about Hannah being hungover? Yeah. Oh, yeah, mine went. I got nothing working over here. Yeah, you on the internet? I'm on. I'm on the Wi-Fi? I'm not on the Wi-Fi. Oh. Share me the Wi-Fi. That's a shame. We have a very important shout-out to give today. Every week we tell y'all that the housing market is booming and you need to go to OfferPad.com and get a cash offer on your home. It's the perfect time to sell your home or to buy a new one. Our favorite DBC listener, Cheryl Thornton, did just that, and she's having OfferPad buy her home in North Carolina. Thank you, Cheryl, for listening to us and making the great decision to sell your home with OfferPad. I bet it was the easiest selling process you've ever gone through. Yeah, when you're on OfferPad.com, please tell them – we sent you by selecting the NASCAR option in the How Did You Hear About Us question. I did see a lot of tweets about OfferPad in the last week or so. That's, so yeah. we, were, we were tweeting about buying a house out there, and Clint did too. Clint actually tweeted he was looking for a house, and fans said yeah. OfferPad. Like, they yeah. organically went to that. That's, so. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. OfferPad sounds like a good deal, man. I might be getting you and Freddie to move me. I think I'm going to sell my house. <laughs> You're not even your hotel room? No, I'm back in my house. So, <laughs> if I was you, I would have sold, sold the house a long time ago. <laughs> you got to quit parking under the pine tree, dude. I think I'm gonna. Oh, dude, I'm not, my truck's killed. Out I know. There. I saw it. I park, I pulled up my, next to him. I'm like, uh, I'm not parking next to him. You can't. You can't. So, not so, pull they, under so the pine I get tree a notification house. when we land last night. I get notification that uh, that we're not having school today, and I'm yeah. like, I wonder why. And I left my neighborhood. There's a tree down. There's pine straw everywhere. Yeah. You know, people can't drive in pine straw. That's dangerous. I'm gonna have you. Pull up next to my house and knock your knock all that stuff out of your truck off into my shrubs and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> my flower beds. <laughs> so before we get started, let's hear a little bit more about OfferPad. Hi, we're OfferPad, the new way homes are sold. 
Go to offerpad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services, free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Spot on. Spot on. Spot off. Spot, spot off on the phone. Spot off. Spot on. You like it. Spot off. You don't like it. And you say why either way. First spot on, spot off. Kyle Bush says, I feel like crap for winning and denying teammate Martin Truex Jr. a championship four spot. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Spot off. I cannot. Who is that guy? Uh, I cannot understand for the life of me how you're on a winless streak and you have some of the biggest sponsorship dollars in the entire sport on your car and you, quote, feel like crap. I mean, I get that, you know, you denied your teammate a chance to move to the championship four, but, man, it's it's hard to win these races, and if you get a chance to win them, you better win at all costs where I'm from. First of all, this is complete bull. Like, this guy doesn't feel bad about winning this race. Let's let's be real. This is Kyle Busch. Second of all, if Kyle Busch lets Martin Truex win the race, all he does at that point is put Denny Hamlin in jeopardy of missing the chase. So, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're, it's six of one. So there was sarcasm the in this? I, no, I don't think he's being sarcastic. I think he's – I don't – you know – I don't think he's being sarcastic. I think he's saying that, but I don't really think he means that. Um, but yeah, like I don't know this. You have this long, long winless or win streak of consecutive seasons with wins. You want to keep up. Uh, there's no way where I'm watching the last 15 laps of this race, and I'm like, they're talking about you know the potential of letting a 19 win, and I'm like, there's no way if there's no way Kyle Busch is letting anybody else win a race. It's not going to happen in a million years. Nobody should ever let anybody win a race if you can win we all want first of all it's illegal (laughs) yeah it's a hundred percent rule right yeah so and you know kyle got up front and earned it man i I know when you look at it later um you know sure you can go back and feel bad about but dude you just want to race at texas man i'd love to win a race at texas so you know uh yeah in and of itself forget winning the race it's hard to survive the rick Ware 500 out there I mean, that in and of itself is a challenge. Yeah. Not only did he survive the Rick Ware 500, he won the he won the race. Yeah, me, and, me and Bubba got on the plane after we wrecked there, and we're sitting there and watching it on the phone. And the, they're, they're following the leaders, and I think you were leading at the time, and the caution comes out. And Bubba's like, ah, I say it's the – I forget who he picked. And I'm like, it's a 50. It's a 50-something. Oh, I was a 50 I said, I'll take 53. And I think it it's ended up 51. being a 51 or yeah. something like that. But it's like. Oh, Willie B. My Willie God. B had enough of that D-Main. <laughs> <laughs> so the 49 was riding around on the bottom. Who was in that car? Uh, Chad Fincham. Okay. Well, he didn't flinch. He just stayed on the bottom. <laughs> Finch, not he did Finch. And, and then the 7 and the 77 and the 53 and the 51 and the 5, whatever the other numbers are, they're all riding around the top. Well, when they catch each other, there's, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So we caught him uh, getting into three one time, and I bet you we had to slow down 40 miles an hour to make the corner. It's crazy. But uh, Texas, man, I, I look, you know, these cars are running around there wide open. Clint keyed up. I'm sure people heard it. He keyed up when he was leading and said, listen to this, and he was wide open the whole way around the racetrack. Um, restarts were crazy. 
the the PJ one came in. Once it came in, it made it essentially impossible to pass. I, I wasn't there for any of that. Oh, so. Freddie, you missed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Did only time you could pass was when somebody got too close to somebody in front of them and had to lift because they got tight and wash up the racetrack, or you caught a fifty something, and uh, <laughs> they decided to go three wide in front of you, and you it was tough. Yeah. So. Second topic, Noah Gragson loses the Xfinity Series race and guaranteed championship four spot when Harrison Burton runs him down to win in the final two laps. Freddie, spot on, spot off. I mean, spot off. I, we were watching this from a, a watch party with Nutrient Ag, and wow. I mean, he literally made up seven-tenths of a second, almost seven-tenths of a second yeah. on the last lap. And, and, and you know what? You know, maybe no, – I it's I don't fault Noah really. I didn't see really anything Noah went and did wrong. I'd have to go back and look at SMT maybe to see if he if he tried to rush yeah, back to the throttle or something. Something, something. happened off of four. But you know, he credit to credit to uh, Harrison. I mean, and this could potentially help Harrison a lot moving forward because he had to drive the ever living you know what out of that car for the last two or three laps. And now he knows kind of his limits and, and that he knows now going forward that he can push himself that hard. And, and and I give more credit to Harrison than I do put any kind of blame on Noah. Yeah, Harrison has made pretty good. In, he's been progressing, I think, this year as a driver in the Xfinity Series. He's had his ups and downs, um, got knocked down once. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's learning and he's growing. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. But pretty he's clever. growing, man. He's learning. They, these are all learning. These are all growing you know, help growing as a character, growing as a driver, and he's winning races. And, uh, you know, something happened with Noah. Noah made a mistake or something off of four because there's just – there's no way Harris is seven-tenths faster, you know, that much. He well, made he, up ten car lengths. He made up – he made – if you watch the tracker on the top of the screen, there they got a little – and I don't know how exactly accurate that something is. Something happened to Noah because you don't pass but, out of four well, he, like that. He, he gave up almost – he gave up three-quarters of that gap off of two. Yeah, and then so he gave he almost gave up like a half a second through or four tenths. And there was a lap car on the bottom in three and four. Too. I, that's what when, we, when he was going in the three, I'm like, oh, he can't do anything because uh, there's a lap car yeah. down there. But he just I don't know if Noah no one either underdrove it. It looked like Noah had to lift. You're missing a really big part of of what was great here, and that is the fact that he could catch him, and he could pass him. When we watched you and the Harvick last week. You couldn't pass when you watch me and Truex yesterday battling for the lead in stage one. You couldn't pass, but this, it wasn't a pass guy, like that. Though this it, guy it came a... back. Listen, if these are the Cup cars, that doesn't happen. Noah doesn't lose a second on one lap. You can't make a big enough error in, uh, in error by yourself to lose one lap. Something these these cars in this package put on an, an incredible race from start to finish. We were across the street. We were watching on television, and man. This is an exciting race. This package is the best package in our sport right now on downforce track. I agree with the package and the way they drive, but there was a pretty big mistake on Noah's part right there for him to run him down and pass him. But the rest of the – you can still use your car and the tools of the car like the air to make passes in that in that series. You can get up on a guy's spoiler and he gets loose. You get on his door, he gets super loose. We don't have that ability in our series. No. We don't you, have that. You can't that. get beside him to do it. You can drive down in the corner – attached to the guy's bumper pretty much, and he does not lose to Billy at all. You do. You lose the nose. And that's why, you know, you push somebody down into one here in a restart, and the second-place guy has to back off because he can't make the corner. And the first-place guy is just hammer down. But there, it's definitely a better package for that type. Um, you know, it's definitely uh, 
something still happened to Noah to lift that big and just – I mean, Harrison drove right by him like he, you know, was in a fifth gear. So, I didn't look at SMT on it. We, we were just landing whenever the race was ending, so – Next topic, Justin Allgaier says Ross Chastain wrecked the whole field and says Ross is two-faced. And then Ross says, I don't deserve to drive this race car. TJ, spot on, spot off. Uh, I mean, he did he did hang a left on the backstretch from what I could tell. But I don't know about the two-faced stuff. Uh, I think Ross is a little hard on himself right there. I think... Um, I do think he had a moment where he just was angry that he got washed up the racetrack. He was in position to possibly win another race, and, you know, something, you know, kind of happened again. He was on more of the receiving end of it this time than the giving end. But, you know, definitely didn't ha- need to happen down the backstretch. I know he was frustrated, and you can see the, you can see the car go left. Um, I, I mean, I think he still wins the race. If, he, if that he might, doesn't yeah. happen, he's, he's been, for the last half of the race, he's been the best car on the racetrack. He's got fresher rubber than most of the guys around him. Uh, you know, he's got he's got equal or fresher rubber than everybody. I just think it, you know, just it's just a, a mistake that c- kind of continues to happen with him, where you know he, yeah, obviously Justin pushed the limits a little bit in one and two, got loose, ran him up the hill, but you recover, you're still in the top five or six, I would say, and you know you're be- the only guy you've been racing for the last fifty laps is Justin. He's behind you. So I mean I just I don't get it with with and and to get out and and play the victim really really kind of annoyed me there like yeah you just wiped out half the field nobody wants to hear the, the pity party for you <laughs> yeah a little hard on himself for it because I mean he's got enough speed to drive a competitive car he's he's good enough he's talented enough but how about just get out and say you messed up That's so it. we watched the seven knock the ten up the racetrack early in the race and then later in the race we saw the ten. Knock the seven up the track. Now, in this restart, we see the seven wash both of them up the racetrack, and clearly going down the back, Ross put the fender to Justin's right front on purpose. Did he mean to cause that wreck? I have no idea. You have to ask him. But you don't ever get out of a car and say you don't deserve to be here when companies are spending millions of dollars to put you in that car. Chevrolet, Matt Colleague, Colleague Racing, Nutrient Ag Solutions, some of his other partners that he has, have dumped millions of dollars into his season. And he's going to get out with two races to go and say he doesn't deserve to be there? Wow. Well, and, and we've talked about this with Ross. If you're through the year, I mean, Ross is a championship, I don't know, you call him favorite. but Contender. Contender for sure. You kind of, ex- I would He would have been one of my four to pencil into the final. And, and he just continues to make mistakes in this playoff that have now put him behind the eight ball again. You know, he goes uh, – first round he goes to Vegas, the first la- the first race, and, and is running second, I think, in the first stage, before the first stage even ends, and puts a thing in the fence. And now he's behind for that whole round, and, and, he, and he transfers, but he put himself behind the eight ball. Then, you know, the last week I still think that was that was on Alfredo way more than it was Ross. There was – we went back and watched it this week, and there was way more room between them. Ross wasn't on his door by any mean and, and, and got wrecked. But – you know, so that puts you behind the eight ball a little bit, and then you go this weekend and and wreck yourself really, and and put yourself even farther behind the eight ball. I don't know, you're probably in a must win now because the amount you know you're only twenty points out, but I think it's behind two different guys. So you know you, now you're back in a must win situation because m- mistakes have been made. So you know, I, it just this is something that he's got to clean up, especially if he's going to go to the next level. I mean, he's he's sitting in a top five car every week and and makes mistakes trying to win with it. 
what are you going to do when you get in a in a top fifteen car, top twenty car? You're not you're, that's you know you're not going to be in a position to win every week. So you got to take what what comes to you and 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 keep your race car clean. Ben Rhodes, right rears Christian Eckes into the wall, says on radio these KBM need to get their asses whooped. Then Christian Eckes tweeted, at Matt Kenseth, you got any pointers? TJ, it's your driver, spot on, spot off. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you weren't spotting? I, I mean, not then. I was getting drink. Uh, um, Yeah, well, I don't, uh, you know, there's a lot that, you don't people, you don't see what leads up to certain things. Um, you don't see what, uh, you know, Brett wasn't there. I'm not sure. Brett probably didn't see what Freddie, I don't know if, you know, if you were keeping an eye on things too, but you know, certain. So we're going to justify a sucker punch right now. Is that what you're sucker punching? If you right rear guy in on purpose, that's sucker punch. <laughs> no, I'm. Everybody handles their own stuff differently. Is all I'm saying. It, but you know, you can't you can't push a guy, but so far before he has enough and whatever he decides to do from that, whether he meets after the race or he, you know, has had enough on the racetrack. Everybody, I'm not saying I would handle it that way, but that's the way he chose to handle it. And he's, you know, Ben's the one that's going to have to, um, you know, deal with it. He's going to have to deal with people going after him, you know, people, you know, wanting to race him really hard on the track or, uh, but you know, everybody, you know, there was zero attempt to make a pass twice in a twice within probably 50 laps, just going to the corner coming up like the guy's not there, knocking him into the black, like knocking him up into the slick stuff. And I just don't think that's, there was zero issues before that. And the guy, the, you know, Christian tried to make a pass twice. Not really, he didn't try to make a pass. He forced a pass. I, did you see any of it? Yeah, he just knocked us up into the into the slick stuff twice in a row. And that, I mean, that's just the way, that's just how, that's how he decided to handle it. Here's my problem. What do you think my problem's going to be here? TJ. No. That's not TJ. They deserve to get their asses whipped. Well, go whip their ass then. Don't tweet about it. You know what? Take a page out of Stuart Friesen's book. Stuart Friesen handled his business this week. He had a problem and he handled it. Don't tweet about it. Don't do nothing. Like, stop. Who did he punch in the face? Uh, maybe that guy that wrecked him. Yeah. yeah. They might have <laughs> scuffled a little bit. I heard there's a little scuffle down there. I heard I heard that the driver that – I heard Johnny was attempting to apologize, and I don't think Stuart wanted to hear it. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, this stuff – and and I you know I fully agree with Brett. I don't care what the guy does. You don't right rear a guy at a at a at a mile and a half, especially. You know this guy pounds the fence now, and let alone pounds the fence. Here comes the rest of the field running 180 miles an hour. Also, so you know that that that, that uh, there's no way you can ever support a guy right rearing a guy. I don't care what he did. You know if you if he if he runs you up the hill, okay, whatever. You know. Wait, we're going to Martinsville this week. You could you could ruin his day all over again this week without damn near putting the guy's life in danger. So you know, I I just I understand I understand the frustration. That truck series is full of guys that try to push the envelope, try to that try to take every inch because they can and they have to the way that trucks drive. And but there's there's no way I'll ever support right hooking a guy at 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 a mile and a half track. This chicken period. Yeah. And then to Christian Eckes' tweet about Matt Kenseth. I'm opening the betting window now. Being that you tweeted that, I'll take all yeah. bets that you're not going to do a damn thing this week to the 99. I'll take any bet you want. I don't understand Matt Kenseth got any pointers. Because is he referencing when he wrecked Lagana? Yes. Yeah, and they're going to Martinsville? Yes. Well, guess what? I got Matt suspended for two races. <laughs> I know. That's Way exactly... to call attention to yourself. Don't, <laughs> this is, you're not Babe Ruth. Don't call your shot, bud. That's about the worst thing you can do is talk about it.
Yeah. The what, the what? best thing you can do is not say anything about it and handle it. That's from what I understand. So I didn't hear it, but somebody told me that Stuart Friesen's interview was, you know, obviously angry. He, I mean, he got flat. And and yeah, I, right. I mean, Stewie hasn't had a lot of speed this year, and he was really fast, good. Yeah, he was really good this week. And Johnny just went in there and cleaned him out. I mean, Johnny's own crew was kind of getting on Johnny about how stupid it was. And yeah. all Stewie said after the race was, "Yeah, this race ain't over yet." <laughs> Meaning, what, there's going to be a little more fireworks when, yeah. this, when, it, when this happens. And the, I'll give him credit because these other kids are just talking. I'm gonna whoop his ass. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, no, you're not. So the, there's another part to this too. Is you remember in Michigan when you were leaking oil the entire race in the truck race, and you're right in your. I don't know. I don't yeah, recall that. Yeah, at all. I, yeah. I that's why you run against a fence the whole way <laughs> under caution, um, so nobody could see it. Um, you know, we we're coming off for the 51 just comes up on us and rips our whole nose off the truck. I mean, destroys our truck, destroys it. And whatever, you're racing hard, I get it, man. But then, you know, he goes down in there, and nobody nobody knows this because the camera goes there too late, but the 51 drives down into turn one and just turns us. And he takes another innocent guy with him. He takes the Balicki truck with us because he's spinning us. And that's the I have a problem with that because if you're gonna do it, you can't take other people with you. You can't you can't ruin other people's races. And then the spotter of that truck doesn't say anything about us getting hit. He just says something about us wrecking them. Well, we were wrecking. Like I'm like, did you not see that truck hit us? He's like, No, you just wrecked us. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Uh this might be the only time I defend TJ because he did get wrecked from behind and then yes. pushed into the double zero. And then but the guy gets out on pit road and goes, That's for wrecking my teammate. Like what? What is going on here? Like it, when you like who, that's what he who get, was driving a fifty one Chandler? Yeah, he gets out on pit road and says that's for wrecking my teammate. Like what? Well, like what is going on with that? He, I mean, can he not handle his own business? And um, I don't think that's a good look for anybody, especially for guys like that. That I don't know their situations, but I know they probably they probably bring money to the truck to drive it. Uh, truck it. We got an update from Hannah Newhouse. Here's her text back to me. Not one, not two, but three. Middle fingers. She just flipped. Wow, me. Hannah. Uh huh. That's rude. She saw the tweet where we basically said she decided not to come to work today. She's lucky my tweet won't go through. And she flipped me off. That's pretty rude. Yeah. I know what that's like. At least on the truck series, anyway. <laughs> I only got two middle fingers to my truck though in the front stretch. Hey, the most the most entertaining part of this whole truck fiasco was Hirschman. Hirschman versus TJ because in the history of the world. Neither one of them have ever been wrong. So to, to watch them, it's like it was it was them two talking and thirty eight other spotters in a circle watching. Like, I don't know how it many was times. A I don't know how many times I can look at Hirschman and said, "I'm not driving the truck. I don't agree with what just happened, but I'm not driving it. What, what do you Hirsch, want me to do?" Saying? What was Hirsch saying to you? He's on that. Well, you could have heard him. He could have broke his back. Blah blah blah. And then and I'm like Hirsch. TJ, you sound just like him. Do that again. <laughs> oh, no. There, you can't sound like Hirsch. you got to see Hirsch get mad. Number one, you, you, he gets out of his you chair. You sounded just like him. <laughs> if he gets out of his chair, that's a, that you're, so he's going somewhere because he doesn't really get up too much. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that guy stays so skinny. He never moves. I know. He does. He eats like 18 he, he, pounds of eats food a day. Us. He comes down there hollering at me, and I'm like, ah. That Tony Look, Hirschman man. impression was was money right there. <laughs> well, you yelling. sounded just like, but you are part Yankee anyway. A little bit, yeah. So you, we're you we're not too far apart, but he comes down there hollering. I'm like, I'm not driving the truck. I don't agree with that, but everybody handles it differently. Maybe your guy should not have run somebody up twice, and maybe something wouldn't have, like, you keep pushing somebody, something happens. I'm not saying that was the correct move, 
But you can't keep pushing somebody before something happens. You guys have your headsets on or off at this point. Uh, they, I don't. Yeah, they. St- I didn't want to hear him anymore. I just let's just go back down. He's then he gets. Well, why are you in our door? I'm like Hirschman. We're running the edge of the grip. Where do you want me to be? If you go any higher, that's not. A, if you come up, you're we're in your door because you have three lanes, two and a half lanes down there. My guy's left side tires are on the edge of the grip, and his guy just kept coming up like any he, he did it. I mean, did it on purpose. And he's like, well, you're in our door. I'm like, okay, this is not going to be – just go. Then we just, watch football after just that for go, a while. Man. Yeah. See, all this drama is great. The Truck Series needs to promote it more. <laughs> Are you the new Truck Series promoter well, or something, I just Jason? Want, series I, director. I just want the Truck Series to be more exciting, and that was plenty exciting. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Silly season news. That dirt guy is announced to the five car. He was sitting in Freddie's seat a couple days ago. Also, Briscoe to the 14 and Eric Jones to the 43. Freddie. I thought I, got, I thought I felt a little faster sitting in this seat. I put it on the cushion. Um, I mean, it was really no secret. I don't think it's been much of a secret pretty much all year that Larson was getting in that five. I'm really shocked. I mean, <laughs> calling me surprised here. Uh, I think he was always Rick's number one guy to get in there, and Jimmy left. And I think even afterwards, you know, well, everything he's been through. I mean, he went. They, he's went through the ringer to to get reinstated here, and and sounds like he's going to continue to do stuff to to work on that. So that's awesome for him. Uh, cool to see the five come back. That's the obviously the original HMS number there, so that's cool on that part. Um, I don't know. You want to take these one at a time? Or you want me to just run through all these? Yeah, drivers? just run through them all. All right, I'll um, Briscoe. Man, this is one that I, I'm still perplexed about this one. Um, obviously he's ready to go cup racing, but but I don't think that's the question. I think I still don't understand putting a guy in a car that's going away in a year. I, I think the Cindric plan is a lot better. I think you have Cindric with ultra confidence the rest of this year, ultra confidence all year next year, knowing that he's getting in a in a in a cup car no matter what he does next year. You know, it kind of takes a lot of pressure off of him. He knows what's you know what lays ahead. Um, you had the perfect opportunity if if Clint wanted to do this to, you know, put Clint Boyer back in this the same way they did Tony and Clint. You know, uh, Chase Briscoe is driving this car in 2022. Clint Boyer is going to have a farewell season. He's going to retire at the end of 21 and, and go to the TV booth. I thought that would have been a great story. Uh, as far as Eric Jones, I think that's a good pick for the 43. Um, I don't think there's a driver available that could that could fully fund that car. So you got to go out there and get the most decorated guy, and 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 he's the only, to my knowledge, the only race winner, you know, that's available. So this is a guy you got to now market and try to sell to some sponsors. So I think that's a good move on their part. It'll be interesting to see what he does, being for the fact that. I mean, this guy's driven the best of the best equipment every step of the way, and now he's going to take a step back in equipment. You know, hopefully he performs for them guys. I, I love them RPM guys. Um, and then, you know, some other little things falling, but that's, that's cup-wise, that's all I got. Go ahead. You know more than I do. I think two of these three guys get a new beginning. Uh, obviously, a huge second chance for Kyle Larson, and, and deservingly so. Um Obviously, a huge opportunity for Chase Briscoe to get into the 14 car with Stuart Haas Racing. I think Eric Jones gets a big reality check. I mean, here's a guy that's driven the best of the best his entire career, has has certainly won some races, and Cup hasn't won enough races to keep that high of a caliber ride. And, and now he's off to Richard Petty Motorsports. In, in my mind, you know who wins, the 43 or Eric Jones in this scenario? To me, it's the 43 because you're taking a proven winner and this is this is now going to give you a chance, nothing against Bubba, but it's going to give you a chance to calibrate how good your cars are. And if they go out there and run the same way that Bubba ran or worse, 
then it's your cars. Like, they've got to go out there and do what Bubba did when Bubba got in there with Amarola, which is run better than Amarola was running. And if he can't do that, to me, Eric Jones will, uh, I don't know, be, be a tough situation for him. Kyle Larson, do you guys that listen every week, we referenced a top secret meeting months ago. Uh, Freddie asked me on this show, did I think Kyle Larson was getting in the 14 car? And I said, I don't think so. Um, I think Jeff Gordon had a huge hand in making this happen. I think Rick Hendrick is a genius. And, you know, we just read on Twitter that he doesn't have sponsorship in place yet. He's coming back humble and he's coming back uh, as an as an animal, I think. And, and I think everybody on that 48 car that was fortunate enough to work with Jimmy Johnson for the last few years is going to be – very rejuvenated when they get to Daytona, you know, and, and get out of Daytona, go to Homestead. Like, I mean, this guy, he sets the world on fire, in my opinion. We'll see. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think to start with Larson there, he's going into a good opportunity. Uh, he's upgrading upgrading equipment as well, I think. He went went out, and now he's, he's stepping back into an upgrade. Went and won a ton of races, but I think he's also done – I think he's done a lot of work behind the scenes that we don't know about as well. He's done a, he's done a lot to improve his character and stuff. Otherwise, these guys wouldn't have looked at him. So I think he's done. I think he's done a lot, and I do think he's going to come back and and be a force. I think he'll be. I think he'll be right up there with the other Hendrick guys. You know, he'll be up there with Chase and and stuff like that, contending for wins. You know, at times. So. Yeah, I don't. I really thought maybe Briscoe would run another year of Xfinity as well. I think two years of two years of competitive Xfinity is about the best experience that you can get. And with a new car coming after next year, I think that would be the right time to put Chase in there because right when he's probably going to start getting used to this one, we're going to go to all whole you know something else. So I would probably just you know just stay competitive, winning races. I mean, he could probably win eight, ten races next year in the Xfinity series as well. So, I, I, I mean, I just want to elaborate on that for a minute. If 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 all things were created equal and we still had testing and we still had practice, I might might totally agree with you. But like, I think Chase Briscoe's ready to go cup racing. Freddie said it. I think the challenge is a guy's going cup racing with no practice, no testing. He's going to get in that car for the first time at Homestead, and he's going to fire off on a restart. And these guys are going to go four and five wide, and that's the first time he's going to ever experience this competitive of an environment and with a new spot this particular too. car, and with with whatever his new spot or whatever he's got going on. He's had Timmy Fiedel, obviously in the Xfinity series, right? So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's be it, challenging. It is. But I talked to Tony Stewart about this, and and. You know, I, I Tony knows that he's the long-term play, and Tony wanted this to be, you know, what they did next year, and, and maybe it makes him better for the new car. I don't know. I mean, everybody's calling this new car a kit car because, you know, we're going out there and buying all these things from third parties, and these teams are essentially putting it together. Tony Stewart's – I mean, look at Rick Hendrick. When he tabbed Alex Bowman, he tabbed William Byron. Like, you sit there and you watched his program – Lose winning drivers, Jeff Gordon. Lose winning driver, Casey Kane. Lose winning driver, Dale Jr. And you sit here and went, what's this guy doing? And now his average age is 26 years old of his cup drivers, and every single one of them have a cup win. Some of them, most of them, multiple cup wins. All of them but William. So, like, you look at these team owners sometimes and you second guess what they're doing, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, they they had a plan, and it obviously worked out. I mean, and you talk about the Xfinity Series next year. I mean – Chase Briscoe, was he's at nine wins right now? Yeah. That's yeah. nine that's nine available. I mean, Cindric is obviously gonna be tough to beat. We saw some Xfinity Dominoes fall this week. Josh Berry 
That's a cool deal with Josh Berry getting getting an eight car for I don't know what it was twelve races maybe. Yeah. That's a guy that busts his ass. I over. think Sam that's, afterwards. I, I think they're holding that for Sam. Yeah. But, yeah. but back to back to the list, TJ. What do you think about Eric Jones to the forty three? I think Eric Jones. You know, like I said, nothing against Bubba, but he's coming from a he's coming from a really good car. He's going to know some things they've done. He's going to know some tricks and stuff. He's going to help those guys out some. Uh, he's probably not allowed in the meetings anymore and stuff like that, but. He's gonna bring he's gonna bring some knowledge, and but he's gonna have to learn. He's gonna have to learn to probably race a little bit differently where he's gonna be at more. You know what it's like there, and, and he's had a faster car a lot of times. He can drive through that stuff and, and continue on. There's a lot of times when, you know, it don't take much to be off a little bit, and when you're off a little bit in that area, man, you you cracked the throttle one time. It's three spots. You know, guys get runs, and it's tough back there. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's going to be – he's in for a little bit of a learning experience, but I think he can help make the team a little bit better as well, performance-wise, you know, like car-wise. All right, last topic here. There was a comic made featuring TJ Majors and Joey Logano. So, if you go to the fourth page, you'll get to see it. I saw it. On, it was awesome. This yeah. guy's the best. So, I from – I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm going to try my best. Bonicos do Bruno. That's probably pretty bad. Yep. So the comic is, you can find it on Reddit, NASCAR on Reddit's page if you want to go check it out. It's TJ telling Joey to go left. Now TJ saying, go, no, now go right. And then TJ saying left again, stay there, block. And then TJ saying block, block, block. And Joey and TJ are standing in front of a porta potty, and a guy is in there saying, the air is getting dirty in here because Joey is blocking the door. It's Harvick. Oh, it's Harvick? It's got JJ yeah. on the mask. Oh, I never knew that. you got to pay attention to this guy. He, he gets slipped some details Did you in see there, the right? bottom of my shirt? Yeah. Man, I was going to say TJ's shirt. It's DBC's logo, but it says Monday Excuses with TJ Majors. My favorite part about the comic is the fact that he puts so much detail, like not actual logos, but like yeah. four logos like a little horse and stuff, and he's got <laughs> their, the DBC logos taped over the other. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good, man. TJ texts this to me, and I think I got a big kick out of it. Oh, it's, it's hilarious, uh, man. I'm in a cartoon. We, I, How about that? I got one. I don't even know what it was. I was getting eaten by a shark or something in that, after the rain <laughs> delay race with AJ. Well, you got Sharknado. all them logos out of you now, the, the, the chubby guy, Duncan. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're coming out of everywhere. <laughs> I don't have to make my own anymore. TJ, I got some good news for you, player. What could it be? Well, you told us last week that your wife is wanting her dream home, so we're here to help turn her wish into a reality. It was her dream home. You buying me a new home? Well, not exactly, but we're going to tell you exactly how to do that on OfferPad.com. Our friends at OfferPad provide the easiest way to buy and sell your home. You'll first log on to OfferPad.com, fill out a five-minute form to tell OfferPad about your current home. When you fill out that form, be sure to tell OfferPad you heard about them through NASCAR. That's the important part. Then within 24 hours, OfferPad will send you a cash offer on your home. And TJ, you're going to take it. And then you'll work on finding that dream home of yours in the Charlotte area. To do that, you'll explore the homes for sale on OfferPad.com's Buy tab to see what's available and pick the very best one. Once you've sold your current home to OfferPad and picked out the next one on OfferPad.com, it's time to pack up all those trophies you brag about on here and get ready to move. <laughs> Luckily for you, you are moving locally in the Charlotte area, and OfferPad provides a local free move. Unfortunately for us, Freddie, we have been selected to be his movers and have to carry his iRacing rig, which he also brags about, down the stairs. That's all right, because TJ made the smartest decision he could ever make by working with OfferPad.com to sell his house. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but 
be smart like TJ and go to OfferPad.com to learn more about the best way to buy or sell a home. Listen to your wife. Use OfferPad. <laughs> I think it's time for Reaction Twitter. TJ, you're going to start this week, followed by Brett and then Freddie. I didn't do anything this week to make anybody be mean to me. That's wrong. That was nice. All right, TJ. <laughs> First up, remember to say block or follow after you read the tweet. All right, Gary, Kid67Y. I actually remember that guy. Uh, I was a big Dell Jr. fan, I think. Is it a coincidence that all drivers TJ spots for that other drivers want to beat their asses? Follow. Uh, yeah, I can't I'll follow really that I mean, yeah. Hey, we race hard. So, yeah, I don't really have to follow. That's no that. coincidence that TJ's involved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I drive the car. Do you not, guys not know that? Actually, he's got a remote control. I know. There. Y'all haven't seen that yet? I'm I've, the only I've guy seen it every there. week. I'm the only guy out there with a fan vision still out because it's got joystick on it. <laughs> uh, NASCAR chasm. Oh. That's how to be a good one. That kind of move. That kind of move that'll make Logano sue you for copyright infringement. To you know, I follow that. And that's uh, I, when it's, Clint Brock uh, yeah. tricks. So that that was impressive because that wasn't just one lane. That's one, two, three, four, it five, was, six. It's about seven lanes. It was of like blocking. the slowest block in the history of blocks. Like they just kept moving down. I was like, this. It is did ridiculous. take forever yeah. as well. Like, but I mean, hey, he forced Martin had to lift, and then Martin missed the corner behind him oh, with the man. lap car on the outside. He was angry. <laughs> All right, let's see what sloppy Chad Tucker Boo eight four three. Uh, that's probably the the name his girlfriend gave him. Um, not only has TJ blocked me. After he said he said he doesn't block anyone or have the time for all that, he personally sent me a DM to defend his case right before he blocked me. A little kitty cat. So F <laughs> F T J. <laughs> so let me uh Oh man. Wish I I did block this guy because he was he was uh a complete let me look it up here. Oh, yeah, he was com- – I forget what he said about uh, – th- I went and looked at this guy's timeline, and he is – he is sloppy, just like he says. Um, I can't see his tweets, but he is just one of them guys that has to tweet about every little thing that happens um, and have an opinion on it. Like, he- he's worse than you, Brett. He- I can't see this guy's tweets, so. All right, so I can see the tweet that you sent to him. After you blocked him. So you sent him a DM and you <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, it was the 88 that ran said, us down. You said in the grass, staying off the 88. The 88 told Joey after the race he was never told we were there. So now you're blaming yeah. another spotter. Thanks for the unfollow. I guess that means you blocked no, him. No, that's what Bowman told Joey after the race. So you said thanks for the unfollow and you blocked him. Yeah, I had enough. Go look at his tweets. Bring his, bring his account up and look at him. He just tweets about every – he's one of them – TJ's turning red again. No, he's worse than Brett about like getting mad. Like, no, he's worse than another guy on the roof that gets mad at, at everything. You know who I'm talking about. He's yeah. worse than that. All right, I guess it's my turn. I got this guy named Jason. His name is Mustang underscore fanatic. Recently discovered door bumper clear from listening to Dell Jr.'s podcast. Jason, that's awesome. Why is it called door bumper clear, not Brett Griffin podcast? <laughs> um, Jason, once again, that's awesome. Dude talks nonstop. 
Jason, I get paid to talk. When you get your own podcast, you can do whatever the f*** you want to. Let the other guys talk. Okay, thanks for your opinion. Guess he doesn't get to talk enough when Clint rides in the back. See, that's what gets you blocked, dumbass. And you said you recently discovered Door Bumper Clear. I'm sitting here looking at my screen, and this clown follows me. I tweet about Door Bumper Clear ten times a week. Can I talk get, yet? Get off my page. Yeah, yeah, Brett. Can you go to the next one? Can we say something? Gone. Lord. He gone. Next one. So that explains why he wears hats all the time. This is in reference to Freddie tweeting my picture with no hat on and where everybody said I look like Arn Anderson, which I took as a compliment. I, just kidding. Just kidding. Don't block me now. And and that was Michael Hill. And I actually think that's a funny tweet. Then some clown named Brandon Shero tweeted, don't worry, he's too short to see the block button. Well, I'm blocking this idiot because <laughs> – he looks like some – if you go look at this guy's profile, he clearly lives in his mama's basement, so he gone. <laughs> See you later, bro. Block. And Brett's Thanks. actually going on his phone right now and blocking Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Live blocking. Clint again. Boyer, that's a tough time for us in reference to the restarts that we tend to struggle with. Choose cone. I get bored under caution, and my spotter is taking a squirt. One to go. Oh, <laughs> I actually screwed up the first restart this week, and Clint called it karma because I made fun of him on this show this week. I cannot block. Clint Boyer, at this point, I have two races left, and then we'll revisit that one. Clint, we're in the suite waiting out the rain delay, and Clint calls Brett to talk to me because he said, I want Freddie to know you screwed this up. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it making my turn now? Freddie's turn. All right. Jeffrey Dobler. Jeffrey underscore Dobler. Another tough break. It looked like it looked as though Bubba had a solid top 30 run going. Well, we were running about 15th, so that is in the top 30. I appreciate that. Um, what a shot! This one I saw this all day yesterday, and you couldn't be any dumber to have this opinion. What a shock! <laughs> Denny Hamlin wrecked someone. So b- people were blaming Denny for the wreck that we were in when the forty-two got loose and yeah. stopped in front of him. Yeah, I don't know exactly what Denny was supposed to do. I mean, everything Denny does is obviously perfect for now. Um, but <laughs> no matter what my opinion is of Denny. What the hell was he supposed to do here? He he got in the back of the 42, and then we had nowhere to go. But the, the wreck was by no means – I mean, Kenseth tweet, uh, text Bubba after the race to apologize for it. So, obviously, he knows it was his fault. Or, you know, I don't think there's anything Matt could have done either. Just got loose and had to check up and just a chain reaction deal. But to blame Denny for it was ridiculous. So, uh, Dustin, you're getting blocked because you're an idiot. Here's another one of my favorite accounts. Uh, that last one was uh, Dustin Roberts, the Saint actual – but I won't see him anymore because he'll be blocked. Uh, Scott Rosie at Scott nine six eight nine six nine three five. You won't win a race in NASCAR. Don't think you'll have you have the guts. I hope you do win, but you act like but you don't act like a winner, only a whiner. I have really bad news for Scott. Uh, Bubba's got six wins in NASCAR already. Um, if you want to count just NASCAR. And uh, I think he's wrong. I think we're going to win eventually again anyway. So uh, block him, too. And uh, that's that's two out of three for the blocking this week. You're going to really get this blocking thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning from the other two. Hmm. All right, that's Reaction Twitter this week. Keep sending me any tweets if you see those guys get roasted on social media. Oh, you know the fact, what I like about that is uh, old Tucker Boo actually screenshotted that and saved it. And had to, he still, I forgot about him. He's still talking about it. So He's still mad. He's he's glad you're still talking about it. I wasn't talking he's, about he's it. He's living rent free in your mind no. right now. He's blocked. <laughs> he's gone. I saw so many people so mad this week about that Bubba uh, ad, which I thought was great. 
for um, that root insurance deal. Yeah. And my goodness, that did not make people happy. But uh, but I, I'm like, he's just living, like you said, he's living rent-free in so many people's heads. I, I told, you know, I, I love, first of all, I love the, the creativity behind the ad. The ad was super dark, which was part of their message. Man, I get that. Um, I, it's, it's always a positive when new sponsors come in here and invest in the sport like that. Like, if it makes you mad and you're a fan, then you don't understand how the economics of the sport works. All right, it's time to hit the gas and take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. Let's jump into our weekly fast lane segment where I'll ask the guys six questions and time each person to see who can answer the fastest and how many they can get right. Are you guys ready to go Xfinity fast? We'll start with uh, we'll start with Freddie this week. Can you do that in Hannah's voice? Hungover Hannah voice or normal Hannah voice? <laughs> yeah, I bet uh, it's scratchy today. Uh, <laughs> we should FaceTime her. She won't answer. All right, Freddie. She might. Go ahead. Are you ready? I'm ready. How many laps did Bubba Walls complete at Texas? <laughs> Ooh, uh, 50... Four? Which driver scored their best career cup finish at Texas? Christopher Bell. Which Xfinity Series playoff driver finished lowest on Saturday? Ah. Brandon Jones. What is the most points Michael Jordan ever scored in a game? Ooh, uh... Damn it. You're really bad on this. Michael, I, got, I didn't need Jordan. Uh, it's got to be 70-something. I, I think it's 80-something. I think it's 83. In which country did Halloween originate? You like candy? Come on, man. Belgium. <laughs> How many total toes does a gorilla have? Yeah, a bad week. What in the hell? Uh, I'll go with eight. All right. Good job. You got one right. Yeah. He did? You got yeah. the Christopher Bell one right. Yeah. So Bubba completed 59 laps yesterday at Texas. Ryan Sieg was the lowest mm. finishing playoff driver in the Xfinity Series race. Michael Jordan's highest point total in game, 69. Ooh. Oh, what a great. What a bum. What a great effort with 69. <laughs> Good effort. A Halloween originated in Ireland, and a gorilla has 10 toes. This is kind of a trick question. I was going to say that, but I thought it was, I thought it was a trick question. So yeah. Good job. All right. TJ, hey, you're up next. You. All right, go. How many stage points did Joey Logano earn at Texas? Six. Which position did the highest finishing forward finish at Texas? Third. How many cautions did the Xfinity Series race have? Uh, eight. What pop group sang Stayin' Alive? Stayin' Alive, Stayin' Alive. I don't know, ah, the Bee Gees? Ah, ah. Good job, <laughs> oh, <laughs> You wouldn't have got it without my singing. No, I would have got it. I knew the song. What is a male witch called? Oh, I know this. I Mitch. Think of the word. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. How many planets are between Earth and the Sun? Three. All right, you also got one right. Congratulations. Logano earned three stage points at Texas. Oh, wow. Blaney was the highest finishing forward in fourth. God. The Xfinity Series race had ten Bell. cautions. A warlock is called. Is it what is a mid? A male witch called, they'll call it Mitch, too. <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> and there are two. That crazy Mitch. 
<laughs> Being a Mitch. I'm going to call my wife a Mitch later. No, take that out. <laughs> and there are two planets between Earth and the sun. Ah, oh, so, so close. close. Third yeah. rock from the sun is like a show. I know. All right, Brett, you just got to get two right. Oh, good luck. <laughs> How many laps did Clint Boyer lead at Texas? 69. <laughs> How do you spell the Benedetto? Oh, <laughs> no way. Just D I B E N E D E T T O. Wow. Get you some. I can spell it. I can't say it. Which Xfinity Series driver placed second in both stages on Saturday? Second in both stages. Cindric. Where does SpongeBob SquarePants work? Uh, no idea. It's illegal to dress like a nun or priest for Halloween in which U.S. state? South Carolina. <laughs> what year was Michael Jackson born? <laughs> Man, that's a trick question. 64. All right, y'all got one right. Congratulations. <laughs> what year was he born? 58. Oh, you're way off. Damn. So Boyer led 89 laps on Sunday or on Thursday or I Wednesday. I knew it ended in a nine. Justin Allgaier finished second in both stages on Saturday. SpongeBob works at the Krusty Krab. Yep. You're going to get a lot of hate tweet for that one. And in Alabama, it's illegal to dress like a nun or priest for Halloween. I have dressed like a pregnant nun on multiple occasions for Halloween. <laughs> Good thing you were in Alabama. <laughs> I can't. Wait till you see my costume this year. I, I just got it yesterday. You did? I got to figure mine out today. How'd you get it yesterday? Yeah, you actually had a day got, off. It got delivered <laughs> to the house. All right, we got a tiebreaker here. Are you going to be Dr. Kaworkian? Maybe. Kavorkian? I'm definitely going to be a doctor of some sort. <laughs> I'm going to be a warlock. I'm going to be a Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tiebreaker. Each person's going to guess a number. Whoever gets closest wins. Oh, that's a good one. How many zeros are in the number 80 decillion? Freddie, you guess first. <laughs> um, 10,000. Okay, TJ. Damn, that's a lot of zeros. Jesus, Freddie. I don't know. I was going to say 20. Okay. Brett. One. TJ is closest. It's 34. Yeah. 34. So Freddie was that. way off. So congratulations, TJ. I'm not sure when you last won this, but you won today. It's been three weeks, four weeks now. Three. Congratulations. We're always thinking fast on Door Bumper Clear, and so was Christopher Bell because he had this week's Xfinity fastest lap at Texas. You know something else is fast? Xfinity X5. It's more than speed, too, TJ. It's reliable. It's secure. You're safe and connected throughout your entire home. And speaking of Xfinity, follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter and stay connected with exclusive behind-the-scenes NASCAR content. Shout-out to Xfinity, premier partner of NASCAR and our podcast. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. First one from West22 underscore four. Why has Texas produced less than stellar racing in the past five years? Also, why in the heck are we having the all-star race there? Brett. Um, it's a combination of repaves, combination of tire, it's combination of package, you know, low horsepower, high downforce. Uh, why are we having the all-star race there? Because Texas sent their other date to Coda and Charlotte traded the all-star race to Texas. Um, Look, man, I, I love going to Texas. I love that area. I love the people. They're so nice down there. There's lots of great food, lots of great barbecue. Uh, I just would love to see 
the Cup Series look more like the Xfinity Series? I mean, you just said we had 10 cautions in a 300-lap race, and, and that tells you that the cars are hard to drive, and we saw last lap pass with a win. Um, I don't know, man. Texas is – TJ, Texas is awesome. It's just – it's just it is what it is right now. Yeah, I think the when we first hit the track after the repave, we knew right away that it was going to be hard to be Problems. more than one lane. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the old Texas was phenomenal to how that was. It was just like Atlanta. We used every single lane that racetrack had. You tried to run the bottom, couldn't run the bottom, guess what? You blasted around the fence. If you blast around the fence now, first of all, it's going to take you about 18 seconds longer a lap. And there is zero grip. About four, three lanes off the bottom, there is zero grip. And that's only because it's only three lanes because they put the traction compound down. And even the other half of the traction compound, uh, we don't even use it. We just use the edge of it. We never really get it up. We even we don't even really ever use all of it. So, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to – I know there's a drinking game every time I say I don't know, but – uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So Everybody in the club get tipsy. I just, I just, it's hard, man. Like they repaved it, and it just hasn't been the same. They had, so, in my opinion, they had to repave it because if you remember back a few years ago, if it rained, we might as well pack up and go home. Like it, it the place would not dry. Yeah. to save its life. Um, but you know, I to change the configuration. I'm willing to take that, I'm willing to take that drying process. And take it. If we got to say a day, we got to say a day. I'd rather have a great race on a clear day yeah. than repave a track for years and, ha- and sacrifice the race. I just, I just didn't agree with the, the the configuration change to you know where you made. You remember when we went it's out there in first that first practice? We went out there. I oh, told, McMurray. I, McMurray I told, was the first one to want to miss the corner. Missed the corner wreck. Denny did it. I think not. You know, yeah. this is before he was great. Um, but. <laughs> This was, um, you know, they. You should have seen these guys driving into one. I, I, I couldn't even explain to Bubba how shallow they were getting into one. It's like they get to the start finish line, just yeah. hang a left and drive straight yeah. in on the bottom. Like there was, if you arced it one half a car length, you were done. Um, so you know, obviously, hopefully it gets better, but I just don't see us being able to run much yeah. higher without the traction compound. And you hate to see that. Like the track should lend to its lend itself to great racing. You don't need to to make a lane out of it. And even now. If you get above that, the bottom, the very bottom lane of the traction compound, you might as well just pack it in because it's over. Oh, it's slick. So oh, I know. You know it's on that out in truck race. You know, it, yeah. Um, it it is what it is. It's and it's nothing. I don't think the. I mean, obviously the package probably doesn't help because the Xfinity package is a little bit better. But the the track and the the repave and the reconfiguration is kind of what's lended itself to that the last few years. Looking forward to a thrilling All Star race next July. And as far as the All Star race, the only my my only issue with the All Star race there is. You know what? What are these about these teams that are so? The rule about the All Star race is if you own a charter, it's mandatory to run the All Star race. You have to go. So now you've got these teams, the fifty somethings, the Rick Ware guy. You know, they have to tow all the way out to Texas to run a twenty lap All Star Open and then turn around and go home and fly all your people out there. And and I, man, that's tough. They might not fly. I mean, <laughs> they might. I not mean, be to able me, to. the All Star race needs to be an experiment with something. If you're going to run there, because it it's going to be, I just don't see how it's going to be too exciting. I, I don't see how it's going to be an all star race of you're going to get in line and you're going to, you know, uh, it, it. I hope there's an experiment with something. I know we're going to a new car, but 
do something to slow these guys down some and punch a huge hole in the air where they can get runs they or need something. To do, like something or tires or, or play with tires. Not the spoiler of it, so they got to drive it sideways and the other guy can turn behind them. Yeah. You know, I don't, just something, do something. Next one from Bushwhacker underscore 248. Do you think one of the big two will miss the final four this year? And if so, who is it? Freddie isn't allowed to be biased. <laughs> I don't. Well, Kevin's not going to miss it. I mean, he's forty-five to yeah, the he's good. He's forty-five to the good. He has to have. I mean, he could if he. He's wrecks, got to crank his car. But um, he can't miss it. I mean, he can miss it. Nah, there ain't no way. There's no way you can make up sixty points. There's no way all them guys yeah. jump him though. But they'd all have okay, to make that. Many I'm points. just. Saying. I mean, he could go into turn one and somebody uh, fifty. I don't know if you watched. I don't know if you watched fifty something car could miss the corner. It'd still be extremely hard. I don't for know, him. It would be. <laughs> he pounded the fence pretty good on Sunday. Um, I can, but Kevin's not going to miss it no matter what. Um, and then Danny, the only way Danny and um, Brad miss, or Danny's miss, going to miss it, him and Brad are pretty tight, I think. I think there's only a couple two points. points. Between yeah. them. It says do one of the big two. Yeah, so, so they're asking. So if, it's just Danny. Yeah. So um, obviously somebody's going to have to win, uh, and it's very possible that Martin could win there or Chase. Um, but the only way Danny misses it if somebody else wins. Yeah, Freddie's, Freddie's probably right about that. We kind of threw a monkey wrench into that plan in Kansas, but thanks a lot. <laughs> with uh, Martinsville's tough though, man. Brad has had a lot of speed there. He's had a lot of speed there, and and he's had more than Denny here lately. And if one of them guys also, I think Chase is going to be really good. I think uh, I do think Bowman. I think them guys are going to be tough. They've, I mean, they've Truex won the last race there in Truex. Truex could very well get up there, especially if One they won the last two races there. Well, if he brushes the fence and they cut the right front fender off it again, it probably win again. <laughs> um, if you don't, yeah. if you don't wreck him, he won like the last three there. I, I wouldn't think. call that wrecking. <laughs> uh, uh, look, man, I don't, I don't think either one of these two miss it. Denny's too good there. Harvick's too good. Period. He's got too big of a lead. Uh, I think the question becomes, you know, to TJ's point, how hard does Keselowski race? He is he going to go out there, balls to the wall? And try to win the race, which you know his personality better than me, but he's plus 25, which essentially means go get some stage points in both stages. You're probably safe. Yeah. I think it depends on how well the 19 runs and how well the 19, 9, and 88. I think it matters on how – if one of them guys is up front. How many times do you think the 19 fails inspection this week? I mean, how many times oh. – what is the record for failing – like he has started last every week. Is he trying to win like the most improved positions award or something? <laughs> what did Cole year? Pern say on the show? Bring Jeez. ten illegal things to the track and hope you get through with three of them. Exactly. <laughs> so it's not, and they have zero issues getting back to where they need to in the front. Like drove back to the front, uh, and honestly, probably would have maintained the lead, but I think he ran out of gas and had to flip the switch or whatever, and Kyle was able to jump him or something mm-hmm. on the on the cycle. So. I expect them to be really tough, but the intensity is going to pick up. If one of them guys is leading, Brad almost has to race decently hard to maintain track position because, you know, and Brad racing hard, he could probably ride around fourth or fifth pretty pretty easily now. But if, say, the nine gets up front and starts walking away or the 19 gets up there, it's going to come down to, to Denny and Brad. And they got two points right now, so if Brad finishes in front of Denny the first stage, and then it's one point or maybe less. So this could come down to a – That's the cool part. Like, Denny and Brad both do not want to see a new winner. So I think – I don't know, man. It's crazy. 
This is yeah. what this is what we wanted. Drama, this is what the short system, track. This is what the system's invented for. This is what for. the system brings to us. Our offer pad question of the week. What is something in your current home that you would like to change or be different if you bought a new home? Freddie, you start. I'd like to make my living room bigger so I can get a bigger couch. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd probably like to finish one of my rooms and make it some kind of a bar, sports sports room or something. Um, go ahead, Brett. You just got back in. So. I'd like for mine to stop flooding that'd so be, I can actually stay out start. there. I got a 220-gallon saltwater tank in my garage for the last 13 months. That's been a hell of a lot of I'm fun. I'm going to tell you something. That thing's heavy. To keep up. Yeah, Freddie helped help move it out. Um you know, things I'd want to do different to my home, hands down. I'd like to have about $100,000 to spend on a really nice outdoor area and make it pimp where you can be outside year-round. You know what I mean? So, obviously, I'm talking about a pool and some really cool outdoor stuff. And I've got grills and patios and all that, but, like, it ain't pimp. It's just chill. I've been wearing Megan out to get a pool in it. The worst part, ever since I told Megan about it, and we know the pool industry is blowing up around oh, here yeah. because our buddy oh, Sean. so high. But – uh, like my whole neighborhood's put in a pool, and I told Megan like six months ago, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to put a pool in, and obviously I'm not going to right now. But it, there's been five in my neighborhood in the last, and my neighborhood's pretty small. Yeah, starting now that way, it's ready for spring. Yeah, just go use Denny's. Yeah, my I could probably get in there without him knowing it. Um, I would probably change my garage. I only have one garage door, and I need two. It's not very fun. Um, my wife has a really hard time parking in the garage. And I, we might need to cut Mine this too. out, but <laughs> has, has she hit stuff? Uh, well, she cut the corner at my old house. We had two garage doors. And it was her side, my side. It was fine. Never any issues on my side, but she turned in too sharp one time and ripped the right side of her car off. A little shallow entry. A little shallow, yeah. Uh, Did you coach her through that? A little more arc. A little turning. A little later. <laughs> and then she backed into the garage door one time uh, before it was all the way up. So that's solid. That's solid. Solid work. That's just bad timing. You coach her on that on that too. There was actually three instances. I can't remember. Third one might have been about the same thing with the garage door. But there's it's never good when you're at the racetrack and you get a text saying, "I hit the garage door." I mean, that's not (laughs) what an idiot. I need to. I I saw last year. I bought. (laughs) I don't even know when the hell I bought that truck off of Brit. But it had been sitting in my driveway. I guess what I need to do is widen my driveway because my truck was sitting in the driveway. And Megan's Jeep has every bell and whistle and backup alert, and she just backed into the truck. Oh, nice! She called me. She says, uh, "I just, I just backed into the expedition." It's, I'm like, well, "It's an expedition! Like, how did you not see it?" Let well, alone learning here is up on you. women can't drive. <laughs> My sister, we were talking about her before the show started, has hit everything on I-77. She's ripped my mailbox down. She slams into curbs. Her van <laughs> looks like it's been in a demolition derby. So, what we're learning here is that. Females can't drive. Oh God! Well, I didn't, I didn't can't say wait for that. Next week's Twitter reaction. I didn't say that. I just, <laughs> I just want my own garage door. I just want my own garage door. So she, when she if, backs into hers, if mine you're still a works. female, go to Ways. <laughs> download my Ways. I'll be your spotter. I'll help guide you safely without hitting yeah. parked things that are garage doors. You got to be pretty damn bad to hit a garage door. Yeah. So there's really home renovation places that want to help me build a little addition to the garage out there. I'd uh, <laughs> love to video it, and I'll even help build it. All right. Anything to rant about today? I don't have a rant, but I did want to commend those poor souls that had to drive drive those jet dryers and air titans around at ten miles an hour for four days. Yeah. 
I mean, what a monotonous job that must have been. And them guys worked their ass off. I don't know if they get to take breaks, if they get to swap out with another driver. But, I mean, they were out there for hours every they day. They dried a lot, yeah. I mean, they, they literally dried for, like, what, the one day they started at like 8, 9 in the morning and dried till 5 at night. How much money do yeah. you think they spent? Oh, I, I told you, I, uh, somebody, uh, a friend of mine from back on Long Island said that her brother was driving one of the jet dryers, and one day that jet dryer went through 300 gallons of fuel. Just that one jet dryer. And, oh and we looked gosh. it up, and it was like almost $6 a gallon for a gallon of jet fuel. So that's Did just one. Did you have to put gas in the rental car? No, we just made it. We did, too. <laughs> <laughs> we we, turned, we parked and it was low fuel. Yeah, that was <laughs> that's funny. Which we didn't spend quite as much time in a rental car as everybody else did. But. Uh, I did send Kip a message. I said, Kip, if y'all need help driving the track, man, there's about 20 cars out here that we could probably line up, but that is a very bad idea. Cause yeah, but it would I wouldn't have went out there if kudos, I wasn't driving. Kudos to all them guys because it could have been real easy to throw the towel in and, and Berman and, and Kip and, and that whole department there. Phillips, I'm sure, was involved. Like that was that yeah, was some that long was, days. That was a hell of a job. Some long days. Hey, before we dive into uh, DBC picks, a uh, good friend of ours on the roof, spotter David Keith, lost his life last week. Um, always smiling, always fun to be around. Uh, a group of us, the majority of us, will be wearing. Something to commemorate his life this weekend. We'll be sharing it on social media, so keep your eyes out for that. But I uh, just want to give a shout-out to his family and friends. And DK was a good dude. ARCA race winner, uh, spotted most recently for the 37 car, Freddie. Yeah, Busher. Busher, yeah. before he moved over to uh, Roush. So, uh, TJ, just uh, always smiling guy. Yeah, he was a funny guy. Talladega, Talladega ARCA race winner. I don't, I don't remember what year it was, but – uh, been on the roof for a long time. Worked with Menard for a long time. He's been doing stuff for uh, Gill and DGR stuff for, you know, probably four or five things a year for them. Odd stuff, but uh, yeah, funny guy. And you hate to hear that, man. I well, we got that message. It was you know, it doesn't. It's just bad. It's yeah. sad. The old boy. He called everybody old boy on the roof. Hey, old boy. That was that was his common, uh, you know, common phrase. And you walked up on him. He was one of the first guys when I got up there to um, introduce himself to me. Uh, we spent a lot of time together over at Mike Herman's house racing slot. Uh, He's good at he RC was, cars. He was, he was the creator of the Mill Hill Stadium, basically. He, he kind of laid the track out for the first time for Herm. So, you know, we spent a lot of time with him there, a lot of time on the road and stuff. Uh, like you said, just a great guy, always happy, always smiling, always willing to tell a funny joke or, or talk a little bit of trash. So uh, going to miss him. I was kind of heartbreaking to, to not be able to come back for the service. But um, we got to watch it on Facebook Live, thankfully. And uh, Keith Barnwell did a great job. He got up and spoke on behalf of all the spotters that couldn't be there. So just want to thank him for that. And uh, like like Brett said, we're going to do something pretty cool on Sunday for him. So uh, keep your eyes, ears tuned there. We'll, we'll hopefully have some good social media, good pictures, good video of that. So uh, just missed the buddy. But, you know, be thinking about him, his family. Breezy, his uh, fiance, Christina, his sister, his parents, I don't really know well. But uh, just thinking about all them guys. Godspeed, DK. DBC picks. Congratulations, Brett. You won. And you close in on Freddie. TJ, so, TJ should have won this, by the way. Freddie's up 13 T to 12. I need TJ to, to win. It would have clinched for me. But TJ, you are officially eliminated for the 30th straight year. So <laughs> yeah. good job there. Real nice. TJ, I need either a win out of me or you. We can't. We need no, if, if he wins, you're done. No, I could tie well, you. You could tie me. Yeah, I won a tiebreaker somehow. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> we got the same amount of wins. <sighs> I've got more second place finishes. You lose a tiebreaker. Man, I'm I got a 
I'm going to go Truex. Good pick, TJ. Solid. Not a boy. Solid sleeper. <laughs> All right, Freddie, you're next. I don't know who the hell I want. Hold on. I don't think I got anybody left. It's one of Bubba's better places. I, that's who I picked and won with the last time I was there. I damn sure did. I'm going to take. Oh. I'm pitching between two guys here. Have you used Elliot? Yeah. Oh, you used all the good Martinsville guys up, man. That's <laughs> all right. I got one good Martins. I got one guy that's really good at Martinsville. And there's oh, another guy. Right. There's two of them that are really good at Martinsville. I don't know who I want to pick. Well, it's either going to be Boyer or you don't have that many good guys. There's to pick one from. guy in the other column that's not far yeah, from Boyer. Yeah, you're talking about Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, good luck. It worked out well for me last week. Ah, Clint Boyer. I know. You can't go, John. He's. Can't trust him. <laughs> There's a groundhog's going to run across the track, and he's going to hit it. Brad Keselowski. Yeah. We'll yeah. see if we have a competitive Phoenix if you win again, Brett. Going to try, brother. Bringing the heat. Thank you for OfferPad for sponsoring the show. Thank you guys for finally coming back from Texas. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Martinsville is going to be a wild one, ladies and gentlemen. You got guys like Jimmy and Clint that have never – retired before so they're trying to win before they retire you got guys that have got to win you got guys like truex that have been dominant there uh i'm excited man it's halloween weekend i'm excited to see what truex does here because he's not very often in a must win scenario in this race it's a 215 start man i i don't know man this is uh there couldn't be a better elimination racetrack than this no it's going to be good. Because you can uh, get to the guy in front of you. Like the yeah. mile and a half, yeah. you can't get to the guy to make stuff happen. Here, Super you can get to him. Super Speedways or Martinsville are the, are the, are the places you want to close out stages or, or regular seasons or the season, whatever you want to do. Heck, yeah. Let's go, Holla. Can't wait till tomorrow when we go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go. He won't go till Sunday. Sunday only. We uh, out. Holla. See ya. <laughs> Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.